Hey friend, welcome to the Gnome Podcast. I'm Kristen Gray and I'm so glad that you're here. The goal of this podcast is to know Jesus and make Him known. There's no greater honor. So magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Let's get started. Hey y'all, welcome to the fourth episode of the Known Podcast. I'm so glad you're here to join me and what a great way to get this new year started off together than the topic that I really feel impressed that God wants me to speak about today. Before we dive in, I want to share with you something from Psalm 25 verse 4. It says, show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths, lead me in thy truth and teach me. Today, may our prayer be that God would show us his ways, teach us his paths, and lead us in truth. He's a good God, and if we are faithful to him, he will lead us in everything that pertains unto life and godliness. So to dive right in today is one of the biggest components of life and godliness, and that is holiness. Holiness is a seemingly daunting word. But why do people clam up and get defensive when this topic is mentioned? One of my theories is that it is not appropriately discussed or explained. And in light of this, I want to share with you the truth today that God is holy. And the scriptures are filled with passages telling us to be as He is. But not only that, God gives us practical ways to do so. He doesn't just tell us to be holy and leave us hanging out to dry, but our God is faithful and shows us exactly what we need to do. So today I want to talk about making holiness a reality in our lives. Before I recorded this podcast, I posted on my social media and asked my followers to tell me what they thought of when they hear the word holiness. And here are the responses that I got. Set apart. Set apart from the world to be a follower of God. Purity communion with God, total devotion, a life of discipline, interest, and focus to matters of a righteous life, being one mind with God, hate what he hates and love what he loves. Another person cited the entire passage of Isaiah chapter 6. Someone else said a pursuit fully obtained in heaven. This pursuit sanctifies us and makes us more like Christ. The Savior being the ultimate example living closely to Him and His will so that others can see His holiness in all you do. Just Jesus. Being separated from the world and being united with Christ, pursuing His example and being set apart in obedience to the Father. Y'all, these were some amazing descriptions of holiness. All of these are so accurate and so true. I'm thankful for these definitions and that they can ring true in our lives as we follow Jesus. So as I began to study the concept of holiness, God led me to 1 Peter 1, 3-4, which says, According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And before we dive into some of the scripture, I want to talk about the first few words, which says, according as his divine power. Y'all, aside from the power of Jesus Christ, there is absolutely no 
way that we can live a life of holiness. There is nothing inside us that can enable us to live holy lives aside from the divine power of Jesus. We must rely on His power and His divine power alone. His divine power has the ability to make us holy. And God has given us every single thing we need to live a life of holiness. The scripture says that He has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. A life of godliness is real and genuine. A life active and vigorous, devoted to God, blessed in the portion even in this world of those who put their trust in Christ. True godliness is holiness. So how do we do this? Through the knowledge of Him that has called us to live a life of holiness. We have got to know Christ. And how can we know Him? Where can we get to know Him? Through His Word where He has given us great and precious promises that through them we will be able to be sharers in the divine nature. So before we define holiness... I want to talk about what holiness is not. This is such a common misconception in the culture we live in today. So I want to make this very clear before we talk about what holiness is. Holiness is not legalism. Just chew on that for a second. Holiness is not legalism. It's often associated with legalism, but that's not the truth, y'all. That's a falsehood. Because legalism is dependence on obedience to the law to make us clean in the sight of God. That's not holiness. Holiness is being set apart and living a life obedient to Christ out of love for Him. And Jesus' sacrifice on the cross defies every single thing that legalism is. We read in God's Word that Jesus came to fulfill the law He came to fulfill the law so that we no longer had to be bound to it. The law is not what saves us. Grace is what saves us. We have allegiance to Jesus Christ and we are covered in His grace. We don't have to fulfill the law to obtain salvation. That's not what Jesus died for. He died so that we may be saved by grace through faith. So do not let anyone tell you that holiness is legalism. Because we no longer have to be dependent on the law to make us clean before God. Now, don't get me wrong. We need to be obedient to God. But like I said, holiness is living a life obedient out of love for Him. Holiness is being set apart and being obedient to God. So remember, as a believer of the new covenant, grace is greater than the law. Let's go a little bit further into 1 Peter 1, 15-16. It says... But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. To be holy is simply to be set apart. To be like Christ. God is separate. There is none like him. And he calls us to share part in that. To be set apart as he is set apart. The most quoted phrase in the scriptures, Be ye holy as I am holy. That word be is so important. In order for us to be as he is, we must first abide in him. We have to make our home in him, make our stay in him, live a life in total devotion to God, fully surrendered as a living sacrifice unto him. We must first say, 
Here I am, Lord. I'm pouring myself out so that you may pour in. I want to be as you are. We must be set apart, for God is set apart. But the truth is, it's not always easy to be set apart. A lot of times it would be a lot easier to go with what the world says because we would forego a lot of criticism and persecution. But we must be as He is. That is a much greater reward. Psalm 4.3 says, But know that the Lord hath set him apart that is godly for himself. Those of us which are faithful, that are godly, He set us apart for purposes that are bigger than us. Purity, service, communion, etc. And we're called to think different, act different, talk different, and look different from the world and culture around us. That's being set apart. We're in this world, but we don't want to look anything like it. We want to look like Jesus. Because Jesus is set apart, we want to be set apart. That's the difference, is Jesus. With Him, we are different and can be different. We can talk about this all day, but we need to put feet to it. Practically, how can we be holy? Well, we can think different. By setting our minds on things above, Colossians 3.2. We can take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, 2 Corinthians 10.5. We can think on things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, praiseworthy, Philippians 4.8. We can think different through the power of Christ. We can act differently by presenting ourselves as living sacrifices, Romans 12.1, we can obey the word of God, go from obedience to obedience. When I think about obedience, Noah comes to my mind. He acted radically different from the culture around him. Genesis 6.9 tells us that he walked with God. So friend, walk with God. We learn that Noah did all that God had commanded him in Genesis 6.22. Friend, do all that God commands you to do. And because of this, Noah was found righteous before God. God remembered Noah and his family, spared them, and used them for the glory of God. And do you know what Noah's first response was once he had realized that he and his family had been spared from the flood? He built an altar and worshipped. Because of this response, God promised to never flood the earth again. You see what happens when we act set apart? And holy? God honors it. Looking different from the culture is a great thing. Look at Noah. They thought he was absolutely crazy from building that ark. But wow, what a work God did in him and his family's lives. So, on a day-to-day basis, what does it look like acting different, acting holy? Well, it's refusing to listen to unholy music. Refusing to watch unholy shows or movies. Refusing to be a part of unholy conversations. Not participating in holy, unholy activities. How do you know if these things are holy things? Search God's Word. If you have a question about anything, search His Word. Ask yourself the question, what does the Bible say about blank? And you can find that answer. You can think about Philippians 4.8. 
Is what I'm thinking about, watching, doing, saying, listening to, true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, or praiseworthy? If the answer to any one of those questions is no, it is not holy. Through the power of God, we can act differently. We can rely on God's power, and sometimes when we're at a crossroads to make this decision, it's not always easy. I remember in my middle school years, there were multiple times when all of my friends would go to the movie theaters and watch horror movies. I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but I do not view horror movies as holy. God calls us to live in the light. He has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, and these movies do not line up with the light of Christ. Ephesians 4.27 tells us to give no place to the devil. And I wholeheartedly believe that when we participate in watching things such as horror movies, we're giving place to the devil and the demonic spirits and powers. I don't know about you, but I don't want to give place to the devil. And because of this, because of the influence of my parents sharing with me the truth in the light of Jesus Christ, and that horror movies are not filled with the light of Jesus Christ, I don't wake up at night thinking about these horror movies. I've not invited these demonic presents into my life. And while at the time it was sad to be the one that was left out, the one that wasn't with the group, it is so worth it. Because a life of godliness is so much more valuable than a few temporary moments of fun that result in permanent consequences. I don't want to deal with those consequences of opening my life up to demonic spirits and presence. And while at times it was not a fun decision and not an easy decision, it was the right one and I have absolutely no regrets because I do not want to give place to the devil. We can act different through the power of Christ. So not only are we to act different, we're to talk different. We're not to let any corrupt communication proceed out of our mouths, but only speech that gives grace to the hearers, Ephesians 4.29. This includes inappropriate and vulgar talking, gossip, slander, malice, rude words. I was having a conversation with my mentor the other day, and she was speaking about there was a time where someone around her was having an unholy conversation and wanted her to participate in that conversation. And when this other individual invited her to participate, she simply said, I do not have words for this conversation. That's a very bold but yet gracious phrase. Because we don't want to participate in any conversations that are not laced with grace. And I think I'm going to use that phrase, and I want to encourage you too, because there's going to be a lot of times when we're invited to participate in unholy conversations. So put that in your docket right now. Have it on standby so that you can use that phrase. It's bold, but it's gracious, and we can have a holy boldness. We can do this through the power of Christ. We are called to look different. This seems to be one of the most controversial topics in the Christian circle. It seems like a lot of anger ensues around this, but y'all, the reality is we are called to look different as followers of Jesus. 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20 says, Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We house the Holy Spirit. 
God bought us with a price, the price of his shed blood. And because of this, we should want our bodies and our spirits to point to God's because they don't belong to us. They belong to him. The way that we dress should point to our holy, set-apart creator, not ourselves and not our bodies. I'll be the first to say that there is absolutely nothing wrong with dressing nice, wanting to look pretty. I'm the same way. But if I get to the point where I'm dressing and looking as to draw attention to myself and my body rather than to Christ, I'm not doing it for the right reasons. I'm not glorifying God. I'm glorifying self. And not only should we dress modestly to honor God, but to honor our future spouses. I want to honor my future husband in the way that I dress. 1 Timothy says that women should adorn themselves in modest apparel. And he goes on to talk about how our inward appearance is of more value than our outward. Ladies, if a guy is valuing you for your body more than your spirit, then you need to run because a true man of God values you for who you are in Christ. There's nothing wrong with you wanting him to think that you look pretty, but he should see your heart for God and base that decision on who you are for Jesus and see you as a woman who uses her body to glorify him. I'm not going to get into the specifics of what you should or what you shouldn't wear because the truth is that's between you and Christ. So maybe you're at a crossroads in your modesty journey. Seek Christ. Ask him, what should I do? How should I present myself? What should I wear? And he'll be faithful to show you that. We can do this through the power of Christ. True holiness is freedom in Christ as we present our bodies as living sacrifices for a master who died for those that may not even accept him. Holiness is choosing growth towards Christ and away from the world. It's living to please Him, not the world, others, self, or Satan. It's standing firm on biblical principles, being obedient to everything that God's Word says. When you're evaluating to yourself what is holy, ask the question, what does the Bible say about blank? And that will be your answer. Holiness is still in. Holiness is God-honoring. Holiness points to God. And the standard of holiness has never changed, and it never will. Be a God-honoring servant. Be a radically sold-out Christian and be holy as He is. The glorification of God is taking the attention off of us and placing all attention on Him in word, deed, and action. Be set apart. Be as He is be holy. And maybe as you're listening today, you know that you can't be holy because you don't know Jesus Christ. And I've got some really good news for you. You can know Jesus today and begin your journey of holiness. He loved you so much that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross for you to save you of your sins and rose again on the third day. And the only thing that you have to do to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today is to call out to him and say, God, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus is your one and only son who died on a cross for me to save me of my sins and rose again on the third day. And I confess you as the Lord and Savior of my life. Save me today and make me holy as you are holy. Amen. 
I hope that you have been encouraged today to live a life of holiness set apart to God and know that through His divine power, He has given us everything we need through the knowledge of Him that's called us to a life of holiness and godliness. We can carry it out because as believers, we have the Holy Spirit living within us, making us able to be holy as He is holy. Thank y'all so much for tuning in, and I hope to see you back here again next week for another podcast of Knowing Jesus and Making Him Known. You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Gray underscore known and on Facebook as Kristen Gray.